Dudes Gangstalking Afternoon. Gangstalking Afternoon. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I'm just uh, coming down from eating lunch, you know? Yeah. Just, uh, stomach's, stomach's churning a little Digestion bit. Digestion Have a nice... That's when you're, yeah, obviously at your most funny and energetic is after eating a nice big meal. Yeah. This bodes well. Yeah, after breaking ketosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're fucking... Your insulin's spiking. Uh... Yeah, this my, is already I, great. Uh, yeah, my my brain is really. I, I took some fish oil supplements. My brain is cranking on all cylinders right now. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't take anything because I want to break my ketosis. No fish oil. No vitamin D. I'm just. I'm looking emaciated right now. You look like Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm your crying eyes, right now. Your eyes watering. Staring, staring into my camera, crying. Kevin Smith living in my head, rent free right now. I gotta say. I just, I've just been, I'd say I've spent the last two weeks pretty much fascinated by him. Um, Cause I, I, I was a big Kevin Smith fan in like the late aughts. Um, and I like, I love this podcast and everything. And then I just like, I'm going to see what Kevin Smith has done over the past decade. And it's, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just, <laughs> you knew about the movies, but you didn't know about the, Oh God. Why is he always taking pictures of himself crying specifically? Why won't somebody save him? He's just... (laughs) He loves the TV so much. Yeah, I, uh, you know, that's that's the expression I had when I watched the fucking Snyder Cut is I'm just, just, my eyes are watering. I'm like, I'm I'm starting to dissociate a little bit. Uh, You you watched the Snyder Cut. I did. But yeah, just while we're on Kevin Smith, I, I, um... I didn't know what WandaVision was, so I watched the trailer, and it's just l- two literally who's from Marvel, and it's like, uh, it, it looks like absolute fucking garbage. It looks like un- unbearable. Um, there's no way that's good at all. There's absolutely no, no way. No, I, did, I didn't even bother. Oh, my God. Ugh. Yeah, it's not on a streaming service. Thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, it isn't. Um, I thought it was. No, I'm saying no. I, I don't don't send me anything that's on a streaming service, please. Oh, or at We're least talking, that's exclusive to a streaming theatrical service. Theatrical releases only out here. There are no theatrical. Re- Wait, you watched the Snyder Ex- Cut though. Um, it's the theater of the mind. Ah, I, I feel see. like I was able to look inside of his vision for real. Um, Nothing episodic. It has, so- has to be over three hours. <clears throat> yeah, once once you hit about the the three hour and fifteen minute mark, that's when. My brain turns complete mush. Um, that's when you can start enjoying things. Yeah, yeah. I just my mouth's a little gape. I'm drooling. Um, my eyes are just kind of defocused, and there's there's bursts of light shooting into my eyes um, and that's going cool. right out the back of my head. My my <laughs> skull is an empty void, and there is no, there's nothing in there for for this light to interface with. It's just being projected for no reason at all. I think you just entered a, a radiation field. You just, or was someone yeah. running water? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick's doing dishes in the background. Nice. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what's going to be like for at least another month and a half. Is That's that, the afternoon it, cast, I, baby. Yeah, yeah. This is this is raw, uncut, gritty. Um, speaking of raw, uncut, and gritty. So yeah, we watched the Snyder cut. You said uh, movie stinks. 
yeah. Um, yeah, we, I was, I, uh, we were thinking about doing a whole episode on this, but then I watched it and it just, uh, it just, uh, blows. So, I mean, it's not really, I don't even really have anything to say about it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I have a couple uh, of thoughts. Yeah. Uh, not to, not just a bunch of like nitpicky nonsense, but like, I, I think the funniest part of the entire movie to me is when they shoot that fucking arrow <laughs> this so the you, you've probably seen it if you care to at all but there's a sequence of the movie where a lady shoots a big arrow into the air to summon wonder woman or whatever or to send her a message and the arrow flies through the air for about 30 seconds on screen it's pretty amazing it's, it's they just keep cutting to different angles and i'm like there's no way they have another <laughs> angle of this arrow flying through the air it's impossible <laughs> another amazing one is is uh, at the end of the movie like the hero shot where the team's completely assembled oh the they just hang thing. on that for so oh, it's like you're supposed God. it's like it's literally like you're supposed to be jerking off uh, it's, while they it's, uh, pan over yeah them. well you're supposed to release you've been edging the whole movie of course but uh so yeah, they, they, it's it, I I went through and, and scrubbed through. It's a minute and thirty seconds that they're standing on the edge of this fucking nuclear reactor. It's incredible. Uh, excuse me, um, but yeah, no, the movie <clears throat> um, blows total ass. Uh, and I've seen people, <laughs> seen people like uh, be. Uh, first of all, I've seen people say that. Let's get this out of the way right now. The the Joss Whedon cut is substantially worse still so like well it's the, the, the uh, is ass cheeks well the yeah the, the the like the one consolation is like the snyder cut is a full movie it right. is definitely a movie i don't even really think of uh the whedon cut as uh as a movie it gave me strong enough fan stick vibes where i felt like i didn't i had not watched a movie i felt i felt i, I felt like i had watched like a panicked um like the summary of a, I felt like I was watching a recap episode of a different movie, which I basically was. Oh, you know what it is? Is it's like, uh, it's like if you had seen any of my presentations in high school that I had done in the last fifteen minutes of the class that I had before. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> you know? yeah, that's exactly that's what I always said about about Fan Is it felt like I felt so embarrassed watching it because it felt like like yeah, that kid who was completely unprepared for a project and is standing in front of the class like almost silent. And the whole class is crickets, that's, and that's it's me. fucking excruciating. Yeah, I've done that. It's it's the it's the worst thing in the world, and that's what watching that movie felt like. Except for um, the one sequence um, where it's just a ripoff of a scene from Elf and Lead, because Josh Trank is is like uh, is probably is probably seen like f- five anime. Like uh, you know, he saw Akira and he made Chronicle. Yeah. And then uh, I just imagine him like drunk in front of a bunch of fucking who was that movie? Warner Brothers or uh, whoever? Uh, that's Sony. Fox. Oh, Fox. Just like they, they've just they're they're gutting his movie, and he's just like, okay, but wait, there's this one scene. It's like when he's in the hallway, yeah, yeah. and it's like it's like there's this show called Elf and Lead, and lots of people saw it, and I think it's gonna create a lot of buzz. You know, you need to make buzz for a movie. Lots of people are gonna kind of recognize this, and it's gonna it's really important we keep that scene. In. So there's this one just like really bizarrely gory sequence that's really dark in the in the towards the end of the movie. Mm. Yeah, amazing. They, they hired a, a guy who made a borderline horror movie to make Fantastic Four. <laughs> um, but but so um, the, things in the Snyder Cut that are better. Uh, 
there's one sequence that I thought was creative and good. I thought, and, and the thing is, it doesn't involve any of the main characters at all. It's there's a there's a sequence where the Amazons are like desperately trying to get this MacGuffin away from the bad guy, and I thought that was an inventive sequence where they're just using whatever they have at their disposal to fucking escape. It looked um, pretty bad. I thought I, I like that was just I, I liked the green screen on this film. And I could tell what was going on. Um, yeah, yeah, they're like playing keep away with the box and yeah, sure. Um, um, and then I also like the sequence because one of the worst sequences in all of this of the Joss Whedon version is the scene between Lois Lane and Martha Kent, where they're sitting in like an office at a <laughs> at a newspaper. They're like they're like at a, a, a like the the Daily Planet headquarters, and and they're just in this like even completely evenly lit commercial lighting scene where they're like talking. I was like, oh that 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 Clark. He was such a scamp. I loved him so much. I was his mother, and he's dead. Yeah, I'd forgotten uh, about that scene, but it's like Joss Whedon was like, how do we humanize this character who is like the love of her life, who was also the hero of all mankind, uh, was just killed? Oh, well, we have to uh, remind her that there's sexism in the workplace. There's a guy who's slightly pushy with her right. about a source, <laughs> and that's how you thats how you know she really has it bad. Not that her, she, not that her doing, boyfriend was just yeah. murdered by like an intergalactic uh, rock monster guy. <laughs> in, in the beginning of Batman vs. Superman, she's doing like – she's in, in a war zone. She's, she's doing wartime journalism. <laughs> she gets captured by terrorists. And then I mean, yeah, it seems like she, it seems like to be fair, it seems like she wasn't very good at that. She got captured. She, she should probably be doing yeah, the other the, the other stuff. Um, yeah, but at least you have to recognize she's gone through some shit. It seems to at least be trying to be a serial serious journalist. But now she's do, and they, they joke about her having having her do fluff pieces about cats or something. Yeah, it's really, really rough. But in, and in the, the, the Snyder Cut version. They, they, they're like at. She's like depressed, alone in her apartment, and she won't leave or see anybody, which I think makes a lot more sense. So, so Martha Kent goes to visit her, well, at, at her apartment, right? Quote, quote, yeah. And so, so and, and they have the scene where where they're talking about how she needs to move on, um, which is you know a responsible thing to do as a loved one, or you know you're trying to be there for her. And then they undercut that scene by having it be the Martian Manhunter is Martha Kent for no reason. Absolutely no reason at all. Well, it's, Martian it's, Manhunter is trying he, – he knows something about Lois because she's going to – it's hinted over and over again that she's going to be important later and her death is going to do something. So he's trying to influence her somehow. So I guess that – makes sense but yeah you know it kind of it's like okay martha sorry you don't get character development in this movie because we got to put martian manhunter in here whatever that's fine anyway um, uh but movie it blows <laughs> i was watching the uh, the uh the red letter media review and like they kept talking about how like oh the the joss whedon cut uh just added a bunch of jokes and quips this fucking snyder cuts nothing but quips all movies well, are nothing the but quips. Ridiculous garbage flash sequence, which people are praising, where he's like, he, it, it, it's, it makes no goddamn sense. Or it, 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 like, so. I mean, it th- makes one of the sense, jokes, but it's like, it's not like an amazing. I don't know. It's just like he shows that he's fast. <laughs> like, well, like he, okay, so he grabs the hot dog, which is like a joke, which is not funny. But the thing, he's like <laughs> taking the time to caress her and look and like push hair out of her face. 
instead of saving the other person who's in the truck, he like, wasn't. He, he was. Saved... He was uninjured. Yeah, Flash didn't know that. Flash don't got foresight powers. He probably he's got knew. That he's, force. he's fast. He probably checked off screen. Um, but yeah, I, uh, any other thoughts? Sorry, I keep cutting you off. I'm just there's. I've I've spent. I, I stewed over this movie for several days. Um, the 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 the, the epilogue. Which one? Like uh, the, the 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 one where they're like, this is the the, the, the nightmare universe. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's all it, feels like fan fiction, obviously. Well, people are like, they're like, yeah, he he put that in there for the fans. Like he put that in there to torture his fans who will never see this thing that they're gonna want. Well, like, it's, it, like, I mean, it's that's that's a future that's they're gonna try to prevent from happening. So it's probably just not going to happen but he's going to keep getting visions of it so like because that would be impossible to make into a full movie because it's like they're against superman so they're just all going to die immediately immediately so that's like it's just going to be like this is going to be like there's going to be like four or five scenes from that alternative timeline that we see and that they avoid by doing some weird time shit by getting another MacGuffin or whatever but it's like they're not making any more of these movies. Just take the opportunity to wrap up the story. Like, just, just like, jettison all of that nonsense with the nightmare stuff and move on and just resolve this and give people a satisfying conclusion. I, I don't know. I don't know how much longer I want to keep talking. I want to talk about Streets of Fire. Sure. Well, I, I uh, yeah, I guess, um, I guess the only other thing I was going to say is that, like, every character did get, like, a full amount of time and stuff to do and things happening to them the character development but I, the problem is I still don't like any of them I don't think I like a single character in, the, in that movie well people I, have been praising the, the guy who plays them. Cyborg and the guy who what plays Cyborg fuck? doesn't give any facial expressions at all in the entire movie in all of his sequences where he's not in the Cyborg makeup or in the Cyborg CGI costume He's just completely blank. There's no expressions going on at all. There's nothing. I have no insight into him at all through his face. It's very strange. Yeah, he's totally flat. Uh, he's just kind of, he's just kind of slightly angry all the time. But I, you know, I guess he's supposed to be, but he could do something. Joss Whedon's solution for that was for him to say, "My toes hurt." I don't um, even understand the physics of how my toes hurt. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, that is something he should understand, considering he controls all computers and he's a computer. I'm just saying, you know. He's also like a genius. He's like he's like yeah, yeah. He knows Magnum Loud. He took over an alien spaceship in like three seconds. Uh, um, yeah. So Snides, Snides got my sleep schedule got messed up because of that fucking turd. <laughs> watched it until two. Watched <laughs> until two a.m. on like a Tuesday. <laughs> Fuck you, Zack Snyder. Uh, Zack Snyder, you're ruined by life. <laughs> Uh, I've, I, oh, and this, it's like, I'm, I've been watching anime pretty much exclusively for 10 years. It is my 10 year anniversary, by the way. So I remember around like winter, spring 2011 is when I really started getting into it, watching seasonal anime. 10 years of, of watching stuff made <laughs> pretty much for preteens. And this movie felt like I was watching something, I felt like I was watching something for, I felt like I was too old to be watching it. I felt like I was watching something for babies because everything was getting explained to me. <laughs> like they kept explaining what was happening to the point where I was like, dude, 
how fucking little attention do you think I'm paying? I'm paying to this movie. This movie's four hours. I, and also, I, I nothing needs explaining. There's one bad guy that you need to kill, oh, yeah. and there's three boxes that do that. You can't. Oh God! You know what's funny is so that right, awful. pretty much right before we watched uh, Zack Snyder's The Justice League, Nick and I watched uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh my god! <laughs> Which is like the Holy tightest. Shit. It's the tightest four hours ever made. Lawrence of Arabia <laughs> and the bridge on the River Kwai. A lean night. It's <laughs> um, in the Snyder Cut. <laughs> but but uh, it's like that movie just rips the entire time. There's yeah. no. There's no. We just watched Apocalypse Now the other night too. And it's like, oh no. It, and it's and it's like we're just watching straight dimes. Yeah. And, and these are long movies that like never once do they feel their length even for a second. And then you're watching the Snyder Cut. It's like you just extended every single shot by another seventy five percent to to make it. You just padded the runtime by making every single slow mo shot go on forever. It's four by it's four four by three, and everyone has like half the screen's worth of headroom above them the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, you're watching you're watching Lawrence of Arabia, which is immaculately framed in seventy millimeter wide, uh, uh, fucking uh, Panavision yeah. it's wide like, screen. It's like fucking. Three by one, or or no, that's uh, that's Ben Hur or whatever. But I'm still, it's still very wide. Two eight five. And there's not a single inch of screen real estate wasted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just makes you want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> we will never. It's going to be 500 years before we make anything that good again. It's it's it is a four hour movie about one person. <laughs> It's the entire. Yeah. It's the. It's about the one guy, and, and like there are side characters who you fall in love with in a single line. There's this one sequence where where uh, Auda, who is a um, a warlord uh, in Arabia, and and they're enlisting his help to. They, they want him to help create, you know, an, an Arab state. Um, and uh, he's like the 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 um. The Turks pay me a fortune of gold, and I am poor. Why? Because I am a river to my people, and all of his people behind <laughs> just start losing their shit. And it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's, it just it just gets you amped, and you're already like so far into this movie, and it just, god damn, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, that it's the sick. sickest movie. Yeah, yeah, it's so sick. Roger Ebert's four star review of Lawrence of Arabia is so sick uh, uh, speaking of movies that are sick you, again Streets of Fire yes uh, yes well also hold on I'm building up suspense here to Streets of Fire last time Steve and I hung out a couple days ago uh, uh, he we were going not think of movies to watch but, uh, but he uh, reminded me that he had never seen Independence Day uh, yes, which is of course a classic. So we got through an hour of that, and he fell asleep, and I just left. But um, the I don't know. The most notable thing about that is that um, there was an there was a uh, an exterior shot of SETI, you know the uh, the satellites. Um, yeah, and um, you know it cuts to the inside. You don't see anyone yet, and uh, Stephen goes, he's gonna be wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and it pans up to the guy, and he is nice. And I went, holy nice. shit, dude. <laughs> Steven's it's, on he's, fire. He's, didn't he, didn't he just call the twist in a movie recently or something? He, he called he called he called uh, no not Miller's Crossing and Barton. Oh Fink. no no. Uh, he he Barton called Fink, he yeah. called John Goodman and John Goodman is uh, like they they yeah they set him up so much that he um 
Yeah, I don't know. That was a really good call because he's the only like he's so much of a of a doofus. He they go out of their way to make him too much of a of a doofus and like too like ah shucks, Mister uh, for the whole movie. And he's like the only like you know likable person in all of Hollywood, which is where it takes place. And um, and then uh, <laughs> and then he he sets he has there's a sequence where he walks down a hallway and it lights on fire behind him as he shoots people with a shotgun and then he holds the shotgun to a guy's head and right before he shoots him he throws in a little hail hitler and he blows his head off. <laughs> it's so fucking good that movie was made to confuse critics it's so fucking funny how he just tosses in a little hail hitler uh uh for no reason seemingly um um but uh yeah oh yeah you guys so watch independence day ha- well, half of it um steven was t- a, t- a tired boy um uh so um oh and we we had watched the trailer for we were considering watching uh contact which also is about seti the fetish the people the way people fetishize seti is uh is embarrassing what a what a fucking waste of money <laughs> that's, just, that's just the thing where you just shoot messages into space no they're listening they're not even doing it they're oh, listening oh. for messages from space and it's like fucking 18 huge well, it's, uh, and, it's in uh, like every single dishes. alien movie it's in, yeah, it's yeah. in like they love the, shooting the Scooby-Doo fucking alien invaders movie <laughs> yeah yeah but the the guys in uh in, in the trailer for contact also had hawaiian shirts on if you were a if you were a nerd oh and coming up in the movie we're talking about if you were a nerd in the 90s you were wearing a hawaiian shirt if you were at a computer yes. and smoking a cigarette you were wearing a hawaiian shirt anyway streets of fire um uh so yeah you talked about it um what i didn't realize is that um after like the first like thirty seconds of watching Streets of Fire, I was like, "Oh, this is what the Proto Men ripped off." Okay, because ah. um, if you look at the cover art for Proto Men's album Act Two, The Father of Death, next to the poster for Streets of Fire, you will see some influence. Very, oh, it's, it's, it's oh yeah, okay, it's exactly <laughs> the same. Um, and also, they're, they uh, probably their their most hit song light up the night has like a, the drum beat is exactly like the, the, the drumming um, from that opening song in, uh, in streets of fire. Um, God, isn't that poster for streets of fire fucking incredible? Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. It's, he has that, he has that lever action, like cowboy rifle. Um, and, uh, but yeah, like Steve and I started watching that and we were just losing our minds. Cause that intro sequence is so fucking sick. Like that song is great. And yeah. uh, and then it just cuts to fucking uh, biker gang with Willem Dafoe rolling down the street. Um, uh, yeah, the the opening and ending of that movie uh, were masterful. Um, the middle's good. Drags in a few places. It's very clear they had like one set, you know. Yeah. They the whole the whole movie takes place under one bridge. <laughs> it's not it's not a massive budget by any means. No, no. Um, uh, but and uh, and and cart cardboard myth Stoneface, who they have fucking delivering lines Ooh, yeah. in the lead, is he's a he's he is not um not the finest of vectors. I don't know if he's going uh, he's like going for like a mysterious stranger guy or something. But yeah, you know, I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, but sick, sick movie. Uh, it, it just Willem Dafoe. It's in, in front of just a, a street filled with fire and his, his silly leather fucking um, <laughs> yeah his leather overalls. I mean, come on, come on, that's money. 
Yeah, man. Uh, uh, and then we, we want to yeah, talk about cars. this diet thing or you have more about Streets of Fire? Uh, no, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh, so you you were on a much but I have to lose a lot of weight real fast, I guess. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like how to lose 20 pounds in one day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to chop a leg off. So you're on track for for like you're going to have lost like 15 pounds this month with your snake diet. That is I believe correct, yes. That is crazy. Um, how is that going? Do you, did you kind of reach like a, a normal there? Like, do you feel like you, you've adapted to it at all or no? Yeah, I, um, I, uh, ate Friday night and right now I'm feeling like, um, you know, that feeling where you kind of got like the pit in your stomach. Yeah. But I, I have that, but I don't really feel like I'm, like, hungry. You know, I'm, I, it's hard to explain. But, yeah, like, I'm not, like, really thinking about food. I don't know. Also, I stopped craving sweets, which is nice. That is good. That's a big uh, deal. Also, after uh, a couple of weeks of not drinking Diet Pepsi, tastes weird to me now. Tastes a little weird. Oh, really? <laughs> or Pepsi Zero. Yeah, it's like I drank one, and I was like, oh, this is kind of this is kind of not great now. I don't know. Um, I'm sure I'll start up on that again. <laughs> also, uh, in the absence of, of beautiful, fluffy amphetamine, uh, I ordered some. I ordered a compound called 4FMPH, which definitely, uh-huh. definitely isn't going to rot all of my dendritic branches and and make my heart explode. So, uh, guaranteed hit. Super, super stoked for that one. <laughs> I love, I love how it has MPH in the name. That's Why just, what's, that's just, oh, and, oh, right now. <laughs> well, it's methylphenidate, which is um, Ritalin, but it's 4F Ritalin, so it's different, I guess. I don't know. I, um, yeah, I've got a, I've got a, uh, an appointment with a psychiatrist scheduled, so I'm going to see if I can give myself, I'm going to be the Addy Daddy. <laughs> the, uh, they ne- they're not going to give you Addy. No, I, who, who prescribes Adderall anymore? I mean, it's just like Ritalin is so much more like gentle on people and less addictive. Like, I feel like they're just going to give you fucking Ritalin if you ask, if you say you can't pay attention or you're, ti- or you're tired or shit. We'll see. Um, I've got my ways. If it's a lady psychiatrist, I'm, I'm on the Addy zone for sure. It's no question. Uh, if it's a dude, though, he'll probably see right through me. Yeah, I, I don't know. You need to have some kind of like. I tried Ritalin once, and it just. Yeah, I felt. Uh, it. It was. It was. I don't know. You need some kind of. Yeah, I, I, I can figure it out. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's coming up. Um, I, I did OMAD. Um, I my OMAD has been inconsistent because I have been shooting a movie and shooting weddings on the weekends and editing a, <laughs> editing a, a web series. So I've been a busy guy. So mm-hmm. I would say I've been OMAD for probably like half of the days of the month so far. Um, but I am down five pounds as of my last way in. So that's pretty good. It was more just about lowering my portions anyway. Yeah. But uh, 15, that is, that's ridiculous. Which I guess stands to reason if you are if you have an extra two days off of eating, you know. Um, an extra one day. I, I admire your, I admire your, your dedication, my man. That's insane. Thanks, pal. Yeah, hopefully I can um, uh, I can really uh, really really purge myself and abuse way in the final way in day as much as I abuse the initial way in day. 
uh, and just oh, like just the, no, no water. Yeah, zero water, and like, uh, yeah, uh, just uh, totally emaciated. Um, so, um, and also the last thing we have on the list here, I think, is that uh, uh, I know what happens in Evangelion, and you don't. <laughs> na 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 na. Uh huh. Um, I'm I'm so I'm so pissed in the back of the school bus right now. Ask, My arms are crossed. Ask me anything um, about Evangelion, baby. Um. It, uh. No. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> what, what do I want to know? Uh. Does Mari end up being an important character? I don't know. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> uh. I can't answer that one. Okay. 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 That one's too uh, important. Just, you need to ask me, General. Like. Do how I think many Evangelions do I got? Well, I, I don't know. How, how many Evangelions be in the movie? That's I don't fucking I didn't watch it. I need exact numbers. I I don't uh I I probably I I I, I don't know. I mean I actually don't even really know what happens in the plot because all all anyone cares about is like the like the shipping implications. Because it's just like the last in the last scene, like oh this character was next to this character. Oh my god, they they're married. Oh. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I guess that's sort of maybe that you could take that as being implied, but I don't know if it's really. I don't know if Ano really sets everyone up uh, at the end, but I know how it ends up, and uh, and uh, it's interesting. <laughs> this is this is like uh, where people do no spoiler reviews or like no spoiler podcasts of things. Sure. Where it's like where it's like uh, well, I guess it literally is that, huh? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah. So I I got to the end of the game, and I have to say, with the way that things resolve, kind of surprising. You're <laughs> going to be surprised, and it will be interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, well, I'm excited to watch it if it ends up getting released on streaming services, and as soon as I shore up my Japanese and watch it legitimately, um, I'm excited. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do you think I'm going to like it? Um, I think you'll like it better than 3.0, but I don't think it's gonna... My world's not gonna pop my gourd? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, I think it's, uh, it's, it's probably gonna be satisfying enough, you know? It's not gonna feel like they, it's not gonna gonna feel like they, uh, had to put this together because they were sort of obligated to after nine years or whatever i'll take it that's all yeah. i need there you go uh isn't it isn't that one crazy long too it's like two and a half yeah or like 240 or something oh well, that's nothing to me now it means nothing to me um anyway we watched another movie also i cut my own hair how'd that go uh better than i th- expected um, Why wouldn't you get just get Steven to, to buzz you up? Steven? What? Yeah. Why Steven? I don't know. You, just, you can get the back of your neck, get that neckline looking good. I set up a webcam so I could see the back of my neck. <laughs> oh, I see. Not even two mirrors. <laughs> you can get a, uh, well, no. If two mirrors, my head would get in the way. No, you need you need the camera behind you, and then you're looking at the laptop Oh, that's tough. Screen. Uh, it worked out okay. I mean, it looks better than it did before. I was it was retarded before. Nice. The last I think the last time I got my haircut was before Thanksgiving. Dude, I, I hadn't had my haircut since like June of last year. It was insane. Whoa, it, yeah. Like I 
I, I'll have to send you a picture of what I look. Hold on, I'll send you a picture right now. Just the rat tail was just, uh, or not rat tail, whatever it's called, when it's just way too long in the back. Here, let's see if I got this picture of me before. I'll try not to put it on the uh, on the stream. I'm, I'm sending it via my text. Ah. That's what that's what I had going on. I had to I had to have a bandana to keep my hair in order because it was getting so so fucking ridiculous. Um, bandana. It doesn't look doesn't look quite. I sent it to you. Let's see. Here here's another one. Oh, look at look at these gorgeous locks I have going on. Whoa, yeah, there's a lot going on in that. Hey, you know you look like. You look like a movie director. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's, it's the how, tired eyes. How, really how many months of growth is that? It doesn't even look that long. Uh, I think a, I got looks, my haircut in the summer of last year. And when were these taken? This was a month ago. Okay, wow. Yeah, it looks like it just gets more like unwieldy than long. Like it's uh, That is exactly what happens. It just goes all the way up. Huh, interesting. Um, so yeah, you got your hair cut. You cut your hair, and that worked out. That's good. I just kind of trimmed around the edges, but I also did the front, which uh, looks ridiculous unless I, you know, as, as long as I like comb it, hand comb it to the side, it's fine. Um, um, I'm gonna uh, get. I think I might get myself all uh, all uh, microchipped up this week. I think I'm gonna go get myself a vaccine. Oh, I see. Yeah, um, just because I I have like a couple more days of. Uh, uh, I'm eligible for a medical condition, so I figure I might as well get it before all those fucking uh, ab- uh, abled people are able to get it. I should I should leverage my disability to mm-hmm. as a to, as a as a black man. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is the disability. I'm going to use it's those privileged people uh, who who have stepped on me for so long for my heart murmur uh, are, are going to really see oh, yeah. they're going to see my rap. Nice. That's it. We watched Memories. Uh, yes, right. The movie. Memories. Um, 1995. <clears throat> uh, it's a film. It's kind of like three short films. Um, Madhouse did one of them. The other two are uh, Studio 4 Degrees C, which stands for Celsius. Um, uh, it's based on three uh, manga shorts by uh, Otomo Katsuhiro. He's the Akira guy. Yes. He's the Akira guy. And um, let's see here. Satoshi Kone wrote the first short. He Um, did the screenplay. Yes. Um, It's still, they're all based on manga. They're all Otomo stories. They're all based on short uh, manga shorts by by Otomo. Yes. Ah, I see. I see. Um, So, um, I also learned, uh, apparently, Disco Tech Media acquired the rights to this in 2020. Their 2021 Blu-ray release will include new English subtitles and a new English dub. We didn't get that version, I don't think. I saw that. That's so strange. Yeah. What a dink. We didn't even choose this based on that happening. But okay. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, there's three films. First one's called Magnetic Rose. Second one's called Stink Bomb. And the third one... It's called Cannon Fodder. Yes. Um, I didn't know. There are other like um, anthology films that Otomo's involved in. Uh, there's one called Neo Tokyo. 
1987. He has a short in that or a short based. On, I think he directed a, a short that's based on something of, of his in that one. And then there's Robot Carnival, same year, same situation, I think. I think Robot Carnival has like nine, like 10 minute shorts instead of just a few. And then there's a newer one, Short Piece, 2013. Um, yeah. Uh, never. I, I think I've heard of Neo Tokyo. I don't know about the other ones. Maybe Robot Carnival rings a bell. But um, yeah, we watched. It's uh, there are the, all uh, two of these are like forty minutes. The other ones only uh, twenty or so. Um, but the first one's uh, Magnetic Rose. Uh, that's the English title. The, the, the original title is Kanojo no Omoide, which means memories of her or her memories. I guess. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Directed by. Morimoto Koji, who's the co-founder of 4C, Studio 4C, um, and the screenplay is Satoshi Kon. I said his name in the other order because he's Satoshi Kon. You can't, you say Kon Satoshi, and you're like, who the hell is that? What the fuck? Yeah. Um, I, uh, first of all, beginning of memories, sick title card. Yes. Pretty yeah, sweet. yeah. It's these different pieces of junk that rep, like kind of form letter junk or like space tech that kind of form letters. Yeah. In uh, fact, I even made a note to myself to screen wrap that. Didn't do it. Classic. I'm a piece of shit. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty nasty. Um. I mean, I, c- c- come on, come on, come on. The whole fuck, the whole fucking movie's nasty. It's all, it's all like just flexing for fucking straight buck 50 just just nothing but just the highest quality animation highest quality direction just just like technical marvel the whole fucking time shit looks so good yeah Uh, and that's it's uh yes they're all uh different art styles different aspect ratios i'm told the version i watched i guess just cropped them all to be the same um, but originally, they were all in totally different aspect ratios, and and uh, the uh, stink bomb totally is like a hundred percent Akira character design. Mm-hmm. Like they, those those dudes look so so Akira. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but Magnetic Rose. Um, this is um, um, psychological sci-fi about uh, some space junkers. Or or sca- scavengers, I guess. Uh, sal- sal- salvagers, sa- scavengers. Yeah. I think sca- I think scavengers yeah. basically. Uh, or they're cleaning. No, they're no, they're definitely scavenging because they're they're taking the the good stuff. But then they're destroying the junk. So I guess they're, I guess they're doing both. Um, but they get an SOS. Um, you know, very. So a lot of a lot of things you've seen before in like. Uh, like space trucker, like there's a mysterious SOS and there's a weird ship where weird stuff's going on. Um, space madness. It's a space madness yeah. episode, but it's basically a, like a sci-fi haunted house that they find. Um, like a, it's like a twilight zone episode or something. Like it's just kind of really totally, simple yeah. narrative. Um, I mean, that's, it's an anthology. That's kind of, yeah. that's what you're gonna, that's what you're yeah, gonna yeah. get in a, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it ends up being like, um, they they walk into this uh into this weird mysterious like 
ball of, of junk where an SOS signal is coming from. They start hallucinating. Weird stuff happens. They first of all, they walk into this like huge ornate like mansion. The sequence is so fucking awesome. Absolutely it's, wild. It's, <laughs> it's so it good. Is, yeah. it's, it is like you just transported the most elegant mansion. You know, like this like most uh, opulent mansion into the middle of goddamn nowhere in space, and it's like just such a uh, you, you don't you don't anticipate it at all. And the reveal is it's pretty pretty outstanding yeah i uh, knew this really one was going to be the most psychological like weird reality bending stuff because it's satoshi khan um and and yeah totally this is so him like everything is weird Every, stuff's disappearing and reappearing and falling through shit yeah. and Pe- people cl- clipping through visions, but are they holograms but are they visions you know? yeah things are there yeah like thing like you know uh there's things are there one second then he looks back look and looks back again and they're like dead and decrepit and it's uh so um but yeah just you've seen nothing but junk and it's it's basically like uh you know it's, it's space trucker aesthetic and then they walk into this huge victorian fucking like italian dance uh uh fucking um uh like ballroom ballroom like yeah, right, like, right. Yeah. with this huge painting of this lady and this lady like doesn't look quite right like she's kind of dignified looking but she's also like very uh she's got a chin on her you know and um and you know they're just wandering these hallways and uh and learning about this uh who this lady is and 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 what the fuck's going on and so it takes place in 2092 but um they find out that she was a like a um an opera singer yeah a, a widely famous and well-regarded opera singer and um you know they learn about her whole life by you know just like exploring this mansion and looking at all these pictures and um well because she was famous too they're also able to like access like you know public documents and stuff like newspaper articles and shit they'll pull it up on the ship and report down to them or whatever you know just little bits of information yeah, 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 and it doesn't make sense because she shouldn't be there anymore because she should be far long dead, and uh, and uh, you know eventually, like as they descend lower into the mansion, it gets more and more like decrepit and like unfinished, and and uh, and the hallucinations start like getting too. They start, you know, not being able to distinguish them from reality, and um, it basically ends up being like a. a it's like she's like some it's like a it's like she's like a black widow like luring men in to be the replacement for her dead singing partner who who was murdered it turns out she murdered him but um she uh you know they give they, she gives them like visions of what they want like the one guy who uh the one guy wants like to see his family again so she like he yes. he she brings his her, his wife and daughter in and uh, he's able to break out of it, but his his sillier, more comic relief Tarzan-looking friend, who's also exploring the mansion with him, um, just wants to fuck this lady. So yeah. he's like in a in a field, uh, like wearing a fancy suit, like just uh, like kissing her hand and stuff. And he's not uh, he, because, he doesn't yeah, really have the homeboy. Just be talking about like yeah, when he gets home, he wants to bang one of these two girls. He wants to buy a house in California. You know, that's a good so piece of foreshadowing too, by the way, because he says with all this junk in space, we could build a house in California, and then she ends up building a a house out of junk. Uh, right. Uh, the, the the other guy's house. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, his his desires are more base and primal, you know, and 
Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's more he's easily a, lured. You get the idea. He's a horny. He's, he's horny. And the other guy's a family. He's a family guy. Um, but yeah, there's a there's tons of um, amazing imagery, and it's just a really fucking tight piece of psychological sci-fi, and it's fucking great. Yeah. Um, and uh, and like I said, it's like it's like basically a haunted house, and putting it in space. I think makes it really cool because there's this like, you know, the last shot is of, uh, also they, they blow it up in the end, but the explosion makes it look, uh, it makes, makes the, the ship resemble a rose, which there's been a, a, a motif of roses throughout, uh, the whole thing. And, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it gives it a a cool sense of scale that there's just like this weird thing floating in space somewhere that just contains the entirety of this unknown person's life that ends up being very storied and has all this drama that you'll just never know about. But if you happen to come across it, you know, you'll, you'll go fucking insane. Um, I need to get, I need to change the images that are in this discord channel right now. Cause I'm just, I've been staring at Kevin Smith's bloodshot. <laughs> why did recording. you, why did you post it again? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know if, you'd, if, uh, if you're going to put it on the stream, but I, I, I already uh, put it on the stream. It was what we started out with. Well, this is from, yeah, I, I, I put it there a while ago. Um, but That's from today I, yeah, I, just, at I just realized he's been staring out at me this entire time. And I'm like, why am I on edge? <laughs> Because there's the two things on my screen right now are a gun and a bunch of pictures of weeping <laughs> Kevin Smith. <laughs> it's just like you want to talk about foreshadowing. You're going to see me in the news. <laughs> <laughs> Current mood: just a gun and Kevin Smith crying. <laughs> I'm going to look at this Uh-oh. Golden Boy T-shirt instead. There you go. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. I'm going to look at this Golden Boy T-shirt instead. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah the that uh magnetic rose episode it's a ripper it's a ripper it uh like you said just really tight piece of psychological psychological space thriller stuff uh it looks incredible animation's fucking ridiculous you already know you already know there's a lot of amazing camera moves as well like the wrap around like the the characters and stuff and mm-hmm. it's totally fluid lots of you know hand drawn spaceships and stuff Come on, come on. Mm-hmm. What more you want? Yeah, and and uh, you know it's called memory because like the lady, we see a shot of her like she's long dead, super skeleton in in a mm-hmm. bed holding a holding a rose, and um, so somehow like she, like after she, like became despondent after killing uh her man, she like built this, you know, like it's like that story of that lady who like. Or maybe it was, a, I forget who it was, who just like kept building on to his mansion and had all these fucking crazy like yes. uh, tra- trap doors and secret hallways yeah. and shit. Uh, it's sort of like that, but with, uh, but just like crazy, like a uh, heartbreak driving you to create a, a madness mansion with all, with this like AI computer that like maintains your past life for you so you can relive your past memories and, and then it just like stays there forever. Uh, very very high concept idea it's great yeah and i I love um i love that she like the the the, there's kind of an underlying component of this where like these space truckers are you know they're living their lives and getting by or whatever and they're separated from their families whereas she's this like uber wealthy person that is able to create this artificial existence for herself um to 
maintain a fantasy of a of a, a family that she you know or like her her husband that never really existed in the first place you know so like getting away from earth or wanting to go back to earth just to, like to see something that's real i don't know there's a lot of great stuff going on here come on yeah it's sick um uh, yeah. yeah and then the second one it's like it was a bit sillier you could probably tell because it's called stink bomb <laughs> I fucking love this one. <laughs> I, I I thought I mean the magnetic rose is incredible, but I think I I think this one might be my favorite. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah. It's uh so the uh, the Japanese title is Saishu Heki, which I believe means ultimate weapon, uh, which I I garnered from um, Sai Kano. The title is Saishu Heki Kanojo, which is ultimate weapon mm-hmm. girl. So I think this means ultimate weapon. I don't think there's a girl in it. Um, yeah, this one's directed by uh, Mr. Uh, Okamura Tensai. That guy's name is literally genius. Tensai. Damn. Uh, he directed Metabots and Wolf's Rain. Also Darker Than Black. Um, I don't know, Exorcist, Zvizda, Seven Deadly Sins, the not, por- the oh, not, okay. the not, the not porny one. And uh, Kuro Mukuro. Anyone remember that? No, no. Um, yeah, the, the characters in this one look a lot more silly to match the tone. Uh, again, very, very accurate. Like, um, oh shit. The ship in magnetic rose is called Corona. Whoa. Me magic confirmed Jeez, real epic man. win. Holy fucking shit. They predicted yeah, all of it, dude. Crazy, they knew all crazy. of it. Wow. And then the second one here, fucking vaccines, dude. What are That's they hiding? Crazy. What That's the crazy. fuck are they hiding? And, and I don't even want to get onto the third one yet. Oh. So we're heading towards to military industrial <laughs> complex. Come on. I hope. Oh. We, we, <laughs> I think I think we'd be, we'd be better off with, with with what goes on in that one. That's not, that that seems sick. Um, but stink bomb is um, uh, it's a. My first note is what is this OST? The the. The, I couldn't figure out the tone for a, for a while on this one because it's it's like became, Japanese scat ska. It's, it's all like, I mean it's like it's like it's almost like the music in Golden Boy. It's like they were just I on a thing that. in in the nineties. Wasn't that also ninety five? <laughs> like ding ding, but then the ding ding, fucking <laughs> yeah yeah. That's, that song's been stuck in my head. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, um, but he. Um, he, our main character is first. He's sick, and uh, but he also works in like a medical, uh, like, uh, uh like a drug farmer company, chemi- experimental drug, you know, uh, lab. Basically, yeah, yeah, where they're yeah. developing these things. Which, um, I was thinking about this after after I watched it. And I'm like, so they're just working in this, like, you know, not even like a top secret lab or anything. Not like it's just like a where they got a bunch of bum scientists sitting around at desks, and and this 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 weapon of mass destruction is just sitting in this blue vial. Yeah, well, it explains how yeah an accident like this could occur. But yeah, it seems like the it seems like it, the, in this world like is like there's uh, there's a lot more like they're just kind of churning out like the, the, there's like a, it's like designer drugs but like for colds it's like because mm-hmm. he's sick and they're just like i hey, try the new try the new drug it's sitting on the uh on the manager's desk you know because there's just he has a whole box full of different cold medicines uh so they're just like always 
always like pumping out new drugs for everything. So it seems like there's like there's like more like uh uh I don't know like drugs are are like uh more a lot like seasonal products in this in this world. I don't know, but uh, yeah, they tell him to take the blue capsules in the red uh in the red jar on manager's desk he takes the wrong ones because there's some red pills in a blue jar he takes three <laughs> that's too many it turns out and he uh he, w- he takes a nap wakes up and everyone is fucking dead oh yeah Every- or he says they're unconscious i don't know if that's to lighten the mood that's but what- it- they're clearly dead i mean <laughs> i don't know i i think he's uh maybe he's being a dope Maybe he's, I don't know. Yeah, he seems I mean, he dopey. is a he huge dope. On. Yeah, he never, for the entirety of this of this short, he does not figure out what is going on. <laughs> he does not figure out that there's something wrong with him. Um, uh, so he, uh, he, like, calls the cops, and he talks to the, like, head honcho of the company on the, uh, on the tele, telecom, and he's like, okay, yo, before the cops get there, you got to take these pills and you gotta take these papers and you gotta bring them to us because they're secret for the government he's like all right and um he uh gets on his bike and heads to tokyo and everyone keeps fucking dying along the way and also this smelly boy and also he uh but also all the flowers start blooming they never explain this by the way this one is really just um this just some weird MK Ultra thing where it's just like they discovered something that stinks real bad, but it also also plants dig it. Um, the Wikip- I didn't dig into this any further. Wikipedia says this is based on an actual event. I'm not sure how true that is. Mm. There's probably some experiment where a guy stunk for a while, but I don't know if this is, you know, I don't know if they tried to blow him up. Um, but yeah, he's uh, uh, another Golden Boy parallel is he's just riding down the street, very excited. And um, just murdering everyone and making 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 nature beauteous along the way, and there's cherry blossoms everywhere, and everything's f- colorful and uh, and like springtime, even though it's the winter. And I think the golden the golden boy. It reminds me of Golden Boy, which makes me happy. I think that's maybe why I like it so much. Is that residual afterglow from watching Golden Boy? <laughs> you yeah. Know? Um. Uh. Yeah, and um. Oh, by the way, in the first one of the first scenes, there's a not so not so subtle reference to the director on the intercom. They call they call the director to somewhere on the intercom. Um, so um, uh, when he, when he took the pills, like I was, I was thinking like, okay, um, he's probably going to get real gross somehow because it's called stink bomb. Um, but also, I was kind of hoping he would. Just like start tripping balls. I was waiting for someone to mm-hmm. walk in and be like, "Oh man, you took those. You're in for a hell of a ride, buddy." Like, like Joey Diaz walks in and is like, yeah, yeah. "All right, those ain't gonna cure your cold, but you sure gonna forget about it because each of those capsules is 500 milligrams, dog." Listen here, Jack. You gotta get to Tokyo as fast as possible. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't, here's the thing, Jack. If you don't get to Tokyo. You're gonna fucking lose your mind. You're gonna want to get. Yeah, it, it's if you're out in public when these things hit you, you ain't never coming back, Jack. You're gonna be fucking gone, brother. Yeah, Joey Diaz. If you're biking as hard as you can, you're not gonna be able to tell that you can't fucking see. Okay, because these things are gonna. These things are gonna. Can, I don't know. Can you imagine what one Joey Diaz out of all would do to you? 
Can you can you imagine? Yeah, it would like, make me just... throw up and then get really dizzy and throw up more and want to die. I mean, it wouldn't be like a crazy, like a uh, space. No, travel. I'm not saying. I'm just thinking about the paranoid nightmare land I'd be living in. I wouldn't even be worried. paranoid. I'd just be like, oh fuck. I don't think you'd be. Yeah. I don't think you'd be able to be paranoid because you'd be asleep and also puking. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I've you'd taken pretty high for doses three of days. And like, what what are what are the sizes? I want to know the numbers. I want to know the sheer number. Let's see. He claims to who to have thousand. Uh, he to have done a thousand in one edible. Oh my god! I, I think he he has these time. he has these famous things that he brings around. He calls them something stars. I forget, but I think they're like four or five hundred, and he gives them to people just to fuck with them. <laughs> I would be in a coma. Yeah. He did 300. I did bad. 300. 300 yeah, was 300 made me never do weed ever again. Yeah, that's, that's, was... that's 10 times a very high dose. Yeah, because I had made them 100. And I had, um, and, and I, uh, like I got to the end. I'm like, oh, I fucked up my math. These are actually, uh, th- these are 10. So I'm like, well, I'll take three of them. And that'll be about 30 milligrams. And then I looked at my math again, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got a triple check. And, and uh, boy, I mean, yeah, like that was that was what made me stop smoking weed forever. It was because every time I have consumed since then, it's just been a yeah. it's been that experience all over again. <laughs> yeah, rough. I'm I'm gonna go pee real quick. I'll be right back. Okay. Oh, now what am I supposed to do? Uh. All right. My bathroom is occupied. Oh, I was like, Jesus, how did you? Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is like, um, it's like it's, it's his trip to Tokyo or attempted trip. And it's like, basically, it's as much a comedy about a really stinky guy as it is about like the incompetence of the JSDF because um, uh, like it's just them sending like an armada of all of Japan's <laughs> uh, weaponry against him. Every yeah. missile and helicopter it's, it's like and tank. 50, 50 fighter jets coming in. Yeah, F-14s are just fucking launching sidewinders at him. And, and like, uh, he's he's fine. His clothes are a little tattered up. Like, the tanks are, like, piling up on the road and just, like, they can't do Blowing anything. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, in, like, the control room, like, um, I think it's really funny how they have a black American guy who's going to keep them from doing the obvious thing of just killing him. Or he's trying to, at least. Mm-hmm. Um that's hilarious and uh and so yeah it's just like there's a really there's a really short like commander guy in the in the control room and he's just pissed um because they're just trying to take yeah, he's this like one jumping over out. tables and chairs and stuff to get in people's faces yeah nervous scientists trying to explain how badly they fucked up and why and they're just like what uh so yep yeah. and um you know he uh People keep trying to approach him to rescue him, and they just die because <laughs> they, yeah. they smell him. And he tries to like run at the at the army guys, and and they all die, and uh, they can't kill him. Um, the more stressed he is, the more stink he releases. So every time they he's try to kill him, he he's releases like a, more and more. He's filling an entire he's got valley. A smoke trail. Yeah, they try to. Uh, he um, they say he reaches Mount Takao, which is a mountain we almost climbed. If we didn't have time. But uh, that's 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 a mountain west of Tokyo that we were, we were thinking about. That's the one with monkeys at the top, I think. Um, oh. So um, 
Yeah, uh, and at the end, um, it's uh, basically Space Marine time. The Americans come in and send in these uh, guys in NASA spacesuits, and um, they like uh, they approach him, and he freaks out. And um, at first, you're like, "Wait, that's it? There's got to be like a punchline to all this." And then back at uh, you know um, Mission Control, um, you know. Uh, and at you know one of the astronaut suit guys walks in, and they're all like applauding him, like uh, they they stop the guy, and then um, he hands him the briefcase full of all the documents, and he uh, he undoes his uh, his visors like reflective coating, and who's inside? It's our boy. Wah, wah. Um, but of course, but um, too yes, and uh, and he opens his helmet because he still doesn't fucking realize what's going on, and. And uh, supposedly murders everyone in the room. So, yep, loved it. Stink bomb. It's fun. Fucking great. Fucking great looking episode too. I mean, like, looks nice. Uh, every, everything. Obviously, we said everything here looks amazing. But uh, I just there's there's something about the texture of of like you got a screenshot up here. Oof. Tell me if that doesn't just scream like golden era fucking anime. Oh my god! I imagine how psyched you would be to be into anime in, in the mid in nineteen nineteen ninety five. Fucking Ghost in the Shell, <laughs> and this, yeah. and uh, I, I keep thinking Golden Boys nineteen ninety five. I, if I'm wrong about that, I've been saying that too much. Anime, it's only gonna get better from here, guys. If this is how good it is right now, uh, if fucking Evangelion's coming out. That's, that's ninety five. That's why people. Uh-huh. It is. Oh yeah, and then '96 was Ava. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can. I guess I understand why uh, people were so pissed about Moe in the late '90s because we had a bunch of this, and then it was like, uh, I don't know, fucking. Even Card Captor Sakura was great, though. I don't know what people were so pissed about. I just about. watched a bunch of clips from Sailor Moon recently. I've been on a Sailor Moon. That was Moon early '90s, here. but sure, yeah. And uh, it's just the best ever. I'm watching the original, like the original dub. With all the silly, ridiculous voices <laughs> okay. and all of the drama that they get into, and like, obviously, there's the, the thing where like there, there's the two, um, the two girls who are lesbians in, in the original version and cousins in the American version. They're not lesbians. It, it, I mean, it's like joke. It's like, it's like, I do. It's like a, it's like a, so it's like a gag. Things. Dude, it's like fifty sequences where they're just staring into each other's eyes with bubbles in the background. It's, it's like. It, it, it's but Japan does that. It's like a teenage. They have a they have a thing over there where it's like they have this concept of like teenage girl like puppy love crushes, but it's never like a serious thing. They well, do yeah, that in every well, show it's ever. It's a different thing. Where it's not like an identity, you know. But like, but it's also not. This, it's also not like it's even. It's not, it's not even. It's not even physical. <laughs> it's I mean, at all. I, I, I didn't watch the part where they finger blasted each other. Maybe oh, I was watching. The I don't know thing. if you were. Uh, yeah, that might have been a fan. <laughs> Did they, it's weird they started animating Sailor Moon in Flash in the early 2000s, but there's this scene where they finger blast each other. <laughs> it's just, it's just a two two frames over and over again, which I thought was a little lazy. They just looped it, and then they just took. They, it just sounded like they took audio from real from like pornography or something. My favorite my fa- my favorite place to watch old Sailor Moon uh, episodes <laughs> is this place called the Zone. I don't know if you've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find it all on Newgrounds. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if is Newgrounds still up. Oh yeah. Can you? Isn't Flash like not supported anymore? It's not supported, but I'm sure they could still host the old stuff. Probably. I don't know. 
Maybe they can just convert all of, well, no, I, hmm. yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Um, so yeah, that was Sticky Bomb. And then the last one is, uh, you know, f- f- um, when it comes to anthologies, I would think, I always think you end on the longest, most yes. like high production value one. But this is a shorty. This is only like 20 minutes. Uh, cannon fodder. Um, uh, Japanese title is Taiho no Machi, which I think it means City of Cannons. Makes sense. Uh, and this one's directed by the dude himself, Otomo. Uh, he did this one. So, um, and this one's done as a like fake one take, basically. Yes. I can't imagine how much of a fucking pain in the ass that type of thing would be to plan out for animation all of the like zooming and like panning and perspective changes and fucking scene transitions and uh oh god and it's uh, sick aesthetic, when, when you first realize like exactly what they're going for and how hard they're committed to it it's like okay nice nice <laughs> Yeah, um, and that, it's probably why it's only twenty minutes. Like, imagine extending this over a forty-five minute sequence. Yeah, who? And uh, I mean, uh, you know, there are some things in here that just kind of look like JPEGs rotating awkwardly. <laughs> um, mm. But uh, but it's uh, and the art style is the most dramatically different. It's this is the one that this has a very um, this is a very very in uh, this is this is a very short film art style. This is the mm-hmm. exact art style I imagine when I when I picture foreign short film. <laughs> yeah, it it, it reminds me of like Russian animation or like any Pol- Polish animation shit yeah. coming out of that. It's, where it's, it's very it's, uh, sketchy. Everyone looks like a zombie. Every, or like made for Netflix animation from from like Ireland or something. You know. Yeah, fucking Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like everyone's got a weird. Uh, bright red nose. Um, their teeth are fucked up. You know, it's the t- the color colors are very uh, very bleak. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, it's about this. It follows uh, like s- some this little boy and some his dad uh, in this uh, like uh, steampunk military city where like every building has a fucking cannon sticking out of it sick and um and there's uh so you know the boy wakes up he has like this naggy mom who's just like talking about his grades and all this stuff blah blah he goes to school and then we get to see what's going on inside these uh cannon centers and there's a very very long cannon loading sequence um uh you know all their lives are, you know, revolve around loading and, and shooting the cannons. Yeah. Um, the entire society. <laughs> every uh, every time they can sneak in an SS symbol. I don't know if you caught those, but there's yeah, they're everywhere. They'd be everywhere. <laughs> it's so funny how, like, at one point the guy's on an elevator and there's a little, um, you know, at the top there's a, you know, where it says step, you know, like yeah, like that has on on military stuff. It says you know step just to let you know i guess but the s in step is an ss logo literally just with you know with the the font and everything hilarious um uh so um the cannons fire like these huge plastic tipped hollow point uh rounds but also with like a separate powder charge i i, I don't 
I don't know. You'd think they would fire like cannonballs, but they're just like bullets. Um, yeah. Everyone just looks like a zombie. There's just like huge rings around, dark rings around their eyes. and uh, I don't know why everyone's so bummed out. This would rule. Just, you just yeah. fucking firing cannons all day. Being uh, woken up at night. <laughs> the sound of, of cannons landing near you and stuff. Living in this the, shitty little apartment. Your I mean, TV, nothing, ever, your- no, nothing ever lands near them. Uh, I guess maybe at the end it's implied that because the siren starts going off when he goes to bed, so maybe the maybe the nighttime is when uh, when they get attacked. Is, is that the, the the implication? Maybe That's the implication I took from it. Okay, yeah. So maybe when they're attacking, maybe they're attacking someone on the like the other side of the planet, and it's nighttime for them when they're shooting. But uh, yeah, so um, so yeah, they. Uh, uh, but um, what I thought was happening was uh, like uh, when they're done loading the cannon, this uh, ve- this guy, um, you know, walks up and, and he's the guy who fires it, and he has a fancier outfit. He has he gets extra silly music because he's fat, um, yeah. and he has a silly mustache. So it's just a lot of like, it's like might as well be like the tuba going, and and he looks visibly nervous so i thought what i was thinking is like whoever fires the cannon cuz everyone else has evacuated the floor i thought like wh- whoever fires the cannon that day just dies and is sacrificing themselves yeah. that yeah, would have been yeah. a, but i guess not i guess it's just his job i don't know why he's so freaked out about it um maybe because it could it could uh malfunction and explode um so um and then like uh, the kid's dad uh like one of the bullets almost drops on him and he gets chewed out and then uh it just kind of goes back to their house, and uh, the kids drawing pictures, and he doesn't uh, he doesn't know who they're fighting, and the dad's just like, "Yeah, you'll get it when you're older," something like that, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like a mood piece. It's not. There's no real strong narrative to this, you know. It's just a kind of building a world, telling a showing like a little insight into this this life that these people would be leading. Yeah, this um, one is the most, like, uh, this, is, this is the idea that we had for a setting. Yeah, and uh, kind of, you know, I think it might have behooved, I, I think, you know, Magnetic Rose is so, so good, they felt they needed to lead with it. But I might have just either... Oh, yeah, that's, that was absolutely what I was going to say, is my main criticism of this whole thing, is Magnetic Rose obviously should have gone last like that's yeah it's so much it's so obviously the best one it could have been a full movie almost you know um uh you know it's 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 really nice and tight as it is but like it's really has a beginning middle and end uh stink bomb i I don't know about the i don't know the order should have been maybe like stink bomb first because it is sort of it still has yeah. like some sci-fi still has some psychological stuff when he wakes up and you don't know what's going on and but it's still somewhat lighthearted, and then maybe cannon fodder to break things up because it's short and just sort of interesting but then magnetic rose is really this the, the centerpiece of this whole this whole thing like it it's it, it, also i thought there was maybe going to be like you know like a, a recurring theme of memories because of like the title no. <laughs> no it's just uh it's just magnetic rose it's the one about memories if, if you'd ask me before we watched this i would have been like me- me- like memories is going to be an incredibly self-serious series of three shorts that are very like you know explicitly sci-fi in nature and you know and uh they end up being kind of this weird assortment which like 
obviously well, like, like two the of them are sci-fi one of them is like steampunk yeah you know yeah close enough and, and even this even though like the the even that one's more like bio you know like a like a, a virus movie or i don't know yeah, um, yeah. but I, I ended up i ended up thinking the variety kind of worked for it could have gotten a little samey you know yeah i I, th- I thought it was gonna be i thought like they were all gonna have like the tone of like angel's egg <laughs> but, but right. you know, they, yeah, yeah. it was much more varied than that um, but I, I, I wholeheartedly recommend Memories. It's, it's pretty fucking sick, and uh, just you know, one of gotta be one of the best looking things you'll ever watch. You know, like um, it, in particular, you know, a Magnetic Rose, and it, 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 they all they all look great. It's all cool, and uh, I'm glad we finally got we finally watched it because uh, I feel like this has been kind of something we've been dancing around for years at this point. Like, yeah, I we, like we have a lot of stuff that we've you know considered many times over the years and yeah yeah but uh very very impressed and and uh i don't know maybe i'd consider watching another one of those otomo uh anthologies i think well the other ones any of them are regarded as this uh yeah i mean um the other ones uh this is this is the only one where all of them are based on his shit Uh, like the other ones he has like one that he directed and, and and is based on something he wrote i think um but uh yeah i uh i always end up liking anthology movies but i never like want to watch them because it's hard to like get in the mood for like multiple movies you know uh but it's fun being like all right i've time to time to time to time to feel something different we're done with that one yep yeah, it's it's almost like watching a single episode of television or something where it's like, okay, like that's satisfying on its own and I would like to see more stuff of this, you know, but um, I, I think like if you look at Magnetic Rose, that's like the pinnacle of what you can really do in this format, you know, I think you get as, about as much character as you can get, they leave it in in a nice way, like, you know, the backstory with the family and everything and, and uh you know, I think this is about as good as you can ask for out of an anthology. Um, I, it made me think about going when we watched all the, the, the watched the VHS movies and like yeah, yeah. how a lot of anthologies are like there's like one good one and the rest of them are pretty much trash. And these are all of high enough quality. You know, they're all pretty damn good. Um, there were good. There's uh, there's what's what's the what was the horror Anthology. It's called like Spookies or not Spookies. Um, oh, 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 creepy oh, um, crawly. No, um, well, there's, there's, there's a. Um, there's a couple of them. What was the one with Leslie Nielsen? Oh, uh, where he buries uh, those um, those people in the sand. <laughs> creep show. Creep show's great. Um, okay, yeah, creep show. And then there was another one we watched. Um. Uh, what the hell's the name? I always I always think Spookies. It's not Spookies. <laughs> Um, God, uh, dark, uh, Tales from the Dark Side? No. Tales from the Dark Side is a, is an anthology horror series. Well, there's Creepshow, Tales from the Dark Side, um, something, is there a Crypt one? Is there a Crypt one? Uh, let's see. I might just be thinking of Creepshow, I guess. I don't know. Tales from the Dark Side is an anthology horror film. Uh, I don't think we ever watched it. It was intended to be Creepshow 3. Um... Oh, what's what's the one from like 2007? That one's fucking really good. Uh, what the hell? Um, 
trick or treat. Trick or treat's really good. Oh, is um, that an anthology? I never knew. Yeah, that. it is. Trick or treat's awesome. There's huh. a bunch of great ones in that. Um. Well, yeah. Let's see. Anyway, yeah, I 100% echo that. Where it's like, I, if I, it's hard to work myself up to watch an anthology movie, but pretty rewarding. Um, I'm, God, I'm th think about Cyber City Uedo. That's an that's an OVA, obviously, but you can kind of watch it like an anthology film. That shit's sick. How, how many other ones have we seen for for the podcast? How many what's? Uh, anthology films. Have we ever? I think we might have watched one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, fucking memories. Hard recommend. Just, oh, the oh, I don't know. If, I don't know if we did that for the podcast. But we watched the Animatrix. I think we did do it for the podcast. Okay, well, there's one. Um, Animatrix was okay. Yeah, you know. Nothing left a super huge impression on me. Yeah, when you look uh, up uh, anime anthology movies, it's pretty much just Memories, Animatrix, Robot Carnival, Genius Party, which we didn't watch, I don't think. Yeah. Does, uh... Alright. Does, um... Creep show is that the one? Does it have the one with all the uh, the cockroaches? Scientist guy, remember that one? Cockroaches. Um, is it? There's creep show and creep show two. Um, let's see. So the, the ones that come to mind immediately are the one with Stephen King, where he gets. Infected with some sort of like Where he's the farmer plant, vir plant virus, yeah. Then there's the Leslie Nielsen one. Then there's the one, the one with the creature in the crate. All right, I got a pee. Let's let's wrap this big. Oh, cockroaches. Okay, up. no, this is what I'm thinking. They're creeping. They're creeping up on you. I remember now. Okay, so yeah, this is totally the one I was thinking of. I remember yeah, there being fun stuff in that one. I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okie dokie. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our early early day edition where After, we're all we're both stone cold sober. Afternoon. Hey, who said I was sober? That's true. That's true. You're high on high on ketosis. Your brain's melting. It's basically yeah. It's <laughs> no. My brain is. I'm build. I, I have too much brain. It's pressing on my cranium. It's on overdrive. Yeah. Um. I I got brain to spare, baby. Of course. Of course. It's about. To, it, it was going to explode out. I got, I got, I got so much brain. I'm gonna be giving it. I'm gonna be giving it away. I'm gonna be giving brain to, to. I'm gonna be, I'm brain. gonna be giving brain to little kids who need it. I'm gonna be giving brain to homeless people. I'm gonna be giving brain to, uh, to, um, to you know, to men mentally handicapped. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, they really need it. Yeah, patients. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be giving brain to everyone. So, so stay tuned. <laughs> I don't know what's so funny about that. I mean, they're dying. For God's sake. Um, now I need more music to go out on. I'm just going to pick a random random track from uh, from Stink Bomb again, I guess. That first one yes. was Nobuo's Grove. How about Nobuo's Grove 2? Yeah. See you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. This one's more dramatic. Never mind. <laughs>